Can you hear this music? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Tasting Anarchy, your wine and liberty podcast. Join Mason and Jake each week as they try new wines and discover how much government is in your drink. All right. <laughs> Welcome to, uh, an, well, I guess this is, I think, our first actual video episode. I did a small video episode with BR to promote Childerberg, but I think mm-hmm. this is yours and my first video episode. We're going to start trying to do this for listeners so I can like hold up bottles and uh, also put content on YouTube just because we get some traffic there and it would be nice to get more traffic. And um, so we're two weeks out. You were out here visiting me and we did Childeberg again. Another successful year. Yeah. uh, As anybody who subscribed to the newsletter knows, we did we did come up short this year as far as breaking even. So um check out the newsletter go to childerberg.com if you've got a couple of extra bucks pass it along to, to childerberg so we can break even and get started on childerberg go which is the fifth childerberg yes um already you and i have already had you know a 20 minute conversation or whatever about what we think we want to bring next year mm-hmm. uh and i think it's good anything anything in particular that stood out to you this year about childerberg so it, this is one of those things where like I always find myself hanging out with somebody more, not that more than I should, but more than I would expect to. Yeah. I hung out with your sister and her boyfriend pretty much the entire time and had a great time. Uh, And then I, you know, I hung out with uh, the Jared's, I mean, (laughs) multiple, multiple Jared's uh, (laughs) right. It's like, you know, but like I barely saw Rallo. It's not that he wasn't around. It's just Mm -hmm. like, he was doing other stuff that I'm sure had I been hanging out with him would have been just as fun. So like, that's kind of the problem is I always kind of get this not narrow focus, but like too narrow a focus where I'm just like, this yeah. is what I'm doing. And like, you know, I was badgering people to go swimming a lot and like, <laughs> it was fun. Like I was enjoying swimming, but I think that's yeah. also kind of what, cause I mean, I think this was the physically the hottest year. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think, I mean, it was, I think it was over a hundred degrees at least two of the days for yeah, I think, many hours. I think Saturday and Sunday were like over a hundred degrees and it was like a 20 to 30 mile an hour wind. Yeah. And it was just, it was just kind of like at that point where you're like fatigue, but like, it's like, I wasn't ready for Childerberg to be over. I wasn't ready right. to not be able to be around these people, but I was ready to be able to go have a shower, go. Yeah goof off on the internet or whatever it is that I wanted to do that wasn't outside. <laughs> and, yeah, but right. you know, as, as always with like Childerberg, it's one of those things where it's like, if you've been to pork fest, which is obviously much larger, right? Maybe it's got the same kind of feel, but like from every, a lot of people I know that have been to both like pork fest is bigger and less not family or unoriented, but like Childerberg, like you kind of develop yeah. your Childerberg family. Like, yeah, it's, it's especially very, it's a, like yeah. Childerberg's a very community event. Whereas I think that Porkfest probably has that as, aspect. I, I, I've not been, so actually, I guess I can't, I'm sort of speaking out of school on this, but uh, from my understanding, Porkfest is much more like speaker and event oriented, whereas Childerberg's mm-hmm. more just chill out with your people oriented. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's, that's what's fun is like, we, you know, you 
see Gavin and like then oh, that, like yeah. people that like I met a lot like four years ago now and then like just super fun. So yeah, it's, it is it's really cool to, just to see people again. I mean, this is you know this is something that for as long as you've known me, I've talked about Burton. Uh, yeah, and it, and it's starting to kind of get that vibe a little bit for me, where it's like you show up. Every, it's not quite the same, but you show up every year and. Um, you see these people that you haven't seen in a while. Now you do interact with everybody online back when we were kids uh, and we would go to Burton. You didn't, there was not really any interaction online. So you had no idea what happened to those people all year long, unless you wrote a letter or something like that. Yeah. Literally got into letter writing. Right. Yeah. And and we did. There's a couple of people that we wrote letters to that. I mean, to me, it's always been extremely boring because I never know what to, I never knew what to say. I was like, I want this new computer game, but I can't have it. Put it in the envelopes, mail it, yeah. <laughs> like things like that. I mean, like it's like, well, I don't, I'm not really sure. Well, I think I, that's I, you know. Well, I think like you and I are both like kings of the short statement. Like, yeah, we will write each other like long text messages, but it's like, and sometimes like you know, it's it's long, it's detailed, but like it's like, yeah, that's right, like. There's no need for anything more. It's not like you don't need to compound on it or anything like that. So I always found like letter writing kind of like difficult too, because it's like, what do I tell this person that like, what do they care? Plus like when I was a kid, like my spelling was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, mine's like, still, mine still is terrible. Yeah. I mean, mine's bad too, but like, yeah. you know, you would, if you're going to send somebody a letter, at least me nowadays, unless like I was like sending like Lillian a letter to surprise her as a goofy thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to type it and then, and then copy it. it. Type letter. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, type. Okay. See, I, what I used to do is because we've, we've had a computer with spell check my entire life is I would type out the letter and then I would copy it by hand. So that like, <laughs> so it would be a handwritten letter, but so that I would know how to spell things and I would mm-hmm. still screw it up. But, uh, Oh yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, that, that, that was, but yeah, that that's something that I think it, that I'm enjoying a lot about Childeberg is it's kind of becoming more of a. Uh, it's fun to see everybody again each year. There was a lot of new people though this year. I think we mm-hmm. had. I think I counted. It's sort of hard to count everybody, but my estimate through my counting and like assuming this person I didn't count before and all that kind of stuff. I think we had about 250 people total, uh, maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, there was a lot more kids, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I have a hard time like differentiating children. <laughs> like they all kind of look roughly the same to me. So like, well, yeah, I, there's, there's, you know, but like uh, on, on the street I live on, there's, you know, my daughter and the two kids across the street. And then there's like a baby, baby, yeah, like house down. And then like a guy who had a kid and had another kid and that kid was getting close to being able to play with the girls. Um, he moved out of the, moved out of the neighborhood cause they moved at bought a house like up in, Gloucester or something like that because okay. he's in he's like a firefighter up near that way but on the other like two streets over there's a like um a kid we knew because like isn't like he was adopted kid um as his parents are white the kid's black and super sweet kid parents are nice um but like there were kids on that street, but we never knew who any of them were, but like now they've been playing with him. So now it's like this gang of boys and girls. And I, I have the same thing where I'm like, is that a new one? 
<laughs> right. Who's that? Like, and I've got no idea. I know the one boy, uh, but like, I don't know any of the others. So like, hey, I'm getting to that point where like, I used to be able to tell kids apart pretty easily. Now I'm yeah. kind of like, Hmm. Yeah. yeah hmm. I mean, you look like a little blonde kid and there was another little blonde kid. I'm not sure what yeah. I, I think one of you is, or maybe it's the same one. I'm not yet, yeah. but I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's, yeah. that's always sort of, and they seemed like they were having a good time too, running around, uh, yeah. get riding their Making bikes. Swimming. Another team. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It was, like, it was, yeah, it was really cool to run around, have fun. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like, really cool to see that. I like, I like, I like that. I, I think it's, it's turning, it's really evolving into like a real good, a real good, strong community of, of campers. Uh, just, you know, yeah. they show up every year. Nobody, once again, no fights or problems or anything like that. Like yeah. it's just a, at least none that we saw. <laughs> yeah. 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 At least yeah. none that nobody, nobody told me at least. Although yeah. I did hear somebody told me there was an accident, like a car accident up by the front, but it, oh. nobody told me who it was. So my guess is it wasn't one of our people. It was somebody else. Eh. So it's so, uh, who knows? Uh, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, it was, it was good. It, um, you know, the only, one of the other good things about it for me this year was like, I was a lot less stressed this year than last year. I think mm-hmm. maybe because like I understood a little bit better about uh, how, <laughs> how this many people was going to like interact. Mm-hmm. Um, the, in retrospect, like afterward, I'm stressed about not breaking even, but, yeah. <laughs> but I, th- I think that, you know, we've got another contest going on on childerberg.com, mm-hmm. uh, raffle for, uh, no system, $200, what do they call it? Urban or they call it street, street wear. I'm not sure. I think street wear is what it's called. Uh, I don't know all the marketing terms, um, but they've got a lot of really cool stuff. So if you guys are interested in, in, uh, any of their stuff, put in five bucks, get a raffle ticket. And, um, that'll help us make up the difference. We've, we've still got quite a ways to go, but I'm, I'm confident that we can, we can work yeah. it out. And then next year, I think we'll, we'll figure out, you and I've discussed this a bunch. We'll figure out some other ways to do funding in advance so that it's just a little bit easier financially mm-hmm. on me. And, um, but yeah, great year. I'm, I was really happy. Good. Good to see you again. That's, that's my other favorite thing is that you yeah. and I don't get to see each other in person, uh, yeah, about once a year, not, not nearly as much as we would want. And, and that was kind of the, you know, it's one of those things is like, I knew your sister in passing. Like, yeah. Cause she lived with me for a little while. When I know, but like, I, I wasn't around for a lot of that and yeah. she wasn't there for a good portion or like, you know, I'd be over in like the school year, that sort of thing. And so, mm-hmm. but it was just so funny to me is like how, like the Lindsay shines through in the two of you, right? You're very much alike and very different yeah. in many ways, but it's kind of that, like, it's just like, all right, well, I guess I have a new sister. <laughs> and then just I think, I think yeah. I mean, Jesse and I are, are probably the closest in personality of all of yeah. the siblings. So, and, and, and looks and appearance too. We're both darker, uh, you know, darker hair, darker complexion. Um, yeah. Much more, Laid back's not the correct term because everybody is, but just, just in personality, in the things that we're interested in, the stuff that we yeah. like, that kind of stuff, like we yeah. just are much, much more similar than the other girls. Yeah. Um, and that's what was so funny because it's, it's not that like, I don't feel like my sister is my sister, but like, I didn't do a lot of stuff with my sister after a certain point because we had her, she had her friends, I had my friends, but yeah. like, but there being five of you, then I was kind of like, ah, so this is what it's like having a sibling that's close in age and also yeah. alike in temperament. And I, yes. I think that was kind of like, you know, you and I have like been friends and best friends for quite a while, but it's also kind of that, like, 
Well, yeah, it's like he's like my brother. And like, yeah. we don't normally use that phrase, but like hanging around with you and your sister, I'm like, hey, yeah, it was just like hanging out. Yeah. Like, like, hanging out with your family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I've always kind of felt that way. You you and Nate probably are the closest, closest to the brothers that I have. Uh, yeah. I got four sisters, but you know, they're, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't get to spend a huge amount of time with my siblings either. Um, it was really cool for Jesse to come out. Uh, I really haven't gotten to spend any time with Tanner and Tanner mm-hmm. is a really cool guy. Yeah, uh, he's just he's a good catch, I mean, Jesse. For, <laughs> yeah, for as young as he is, like the amount of life experience, and not like a yeah, like he came from like a beaten and broken home, like life right. experience, like just very just knowledgeable. Know very, yeah, yeah. You know, like very practical person, and yeah, not that you're you're like, and if your sis, if he wasn't there your sister would have been that practical person, like helping put yeah. up like the tarps where you and I are like, I get the mechanics. Yeah, of it, I, but- yeah we would have, we would have, <laughs> we would have put it. Just, my, my solution would be more rope, put more rope on it. <laughs> well, that would have been my solution too. But like, also like they were like, Oh, like we can use less rope. And I've been like, I used all the rope on one side. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that one's not coming yeah. down. But it's not coming down ever. Yeah. So yeah, that was so, you know, it was it was a really good year. I, I I'm yeah. uh, I'm gonna probably have early bird. I haven't come up with pricing yet, but you you me and Victoria and the the planning committee will get together mm-hmm. and, and think about it. But I think I'm gonna have early bird sites for Childerberg go up in July. So mm-hmm. keep your eye out for that. Keep go on to childerberg.com, sign up for the newsletter. Um, it, it's a good time. I think. Pretty much everybody will enjoy it. Uh, every year, there's some sort of weather phenomenon that is fun to talk about. This year, it was <laughs> heat and wind. Heat uh, and wind, yeah. Heat and wind. Last year, it was like this bizarre deluge the first night, and then yeah. it just cleared up and was nice the entire weekend. But the, the, the one thing that I would say is the biggest disappointment of this year was the, the burn ban. I, I, re- I love having a fire, and it's 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 still camping. It's still fun. And it's, it's nice to sit around in a circle and just like chit chat and stuff like that. But like having a fire is a lot of fun. And well, I think uh, like, I think having the fire, like not having the fire also after we talked about the community aspect also cuts down on the community aspect because yeah, you get people who plan, bring plenty of firewood and get like a good fire going. And then it becomes a focal point for people like me who will right. wander from fire to fire. But also like, I think one of the things that was hard is the lack of a fire also deterred, I think a lot of people from like cooking and sharing as much as they might have. Right. Yeah. So, cause yeah. it's like, and you know, I, as windy as it was, even if there wasn't a burn ban, I've been like, probably shouldn't have a fire. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was definitely, like, there was a couple of times where people had, like, tiki torches or, like, uh, you know, they you were allowed to have a fire in the in the grills yeah. or in a raised grill or something like that. And there were some times where I was just like, it is really freaking windy and it is really dry. Be very, very careful. <laughs> yeah, like, the, with some of the grills, because, like, they were turned into the wind because just the yeah. way they're placed in the campsites, I was like, I... Like one, I don't know how I managed to like eat as often as I did, but as little as I did and not have like an issue. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. our, I think, Childerberg retrospective. I have some wine stuff that I would like to go over. 
Um, you mean on a wine show? You want to talk on a wine, wine show? show? I do. Dare I want to talk wine. I know. I know. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk wine because it's uh, finally getting dark here. Okay. All right. My so, governor's for Gitmo shirt. All right on. I didn't know we were doing video, Michael so I Malice thought I was like actually wearing clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So on on us. Uh, what is today? Sunday, Saturday, yesterday, mm-hmm. we went to uh, Taste of Dallas, which was a really good event. Um, you know, you know, we've been to Taste a bunch of times in Norfolk mm-hmm. uh, or in Hampton. I guess Taste of Hampton yeah, Road. Hampton. So I guess it's in yeah, and it's um, that's a really, really good food event in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun. Like you get to try a whole bunch of different little things that are interesting. And so far, since we've lived out here. We haven't been to an event that's quite like that. We went to a few different tastes in different cities, but this one was the closest to the Taste of Hampton Roads that um, – not the one where we walked around from restaurant to restaurant. Remember mm-hmm. that one? Uh, this one was the one that was inside the big building. Yeah, so it's the one that's at the convention center. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. And that one I think is great. I love going to it every year. And what was cool about this one that's I think is different than the one in Hampton Roads is that they had a ton of breweries and a ton of wineries there, all giving mm-hmm. samples. So for 55 bucks, you get a little wine cup and a little beer cup, and you can go around and get all of the different things at, while you're eating all of the different food and stuff like that too. And there was a lot of uh, really good wine. And I, I have two to mention um, – so one is from these guys, Ready Vineyards. Oh, so that this this is a Texas one, Texas High Plains. Uh, they had a Cabernet Sauvignon that I thought I was I was pleasantly surprised by it because I don't think Texas typically does cab very well. Mm-hmm. And um, this was actually very good. It was their reserve. Um, it's it's interesting. It's seventy five percent Cabernet Sauvignon, and then it's. 25% petite verdot. So it's it's blended, but it's they it's because it's high enough in cab they can call it a cab. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's really very good. It's uh I'll read you what they say. So they say our ultimate expression of Texas High Plains Cabernet Sauvignon. This wine was aged 75% in French oak to create luxurious wine layer with concentrated flavors of black cherry cassis and blackberry along with oak inspired notes of vanilla and clove. This I thought had a very good, not an overpowering oak, but mm-hmm. like a good of those vanilla E kind of leathery yeah, light, oaky flavors. Light oak. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really good. I, I liked it a lot. Very full bodied, good tannins, um, really, really well done and a very pleasant surprise for a Texas cab. Now they have two of them. They have the reserve, which is $75 a bottle. Oh, uh, which is a little pricier than what I'm interested in paying for, but they also have uh, they also have like a regular one um, that is uh, twenty bucks or something like that. And then they also have, which is really cool, is a uh, they had a dry rosé that was really good of Tempranillo, mm-hmm. uh, sort of like you know how Laser Cat. Uh, hang on, Victoria, video. Um, so Laser Cat. Uh, was the, was Tempranillo or was a uh, rosé of Tempranillo, and then they also had a Sauvignon Blanc, which is another one that I don't think they do a phenomenal job with. 
Victoria is going to walk behind me real quick. So I'm going to, I'm going to close the thing here. Okay. All right. So she's, so give her just a second. (laughs) You don't want to be in the video right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So close that door. Okay. Well, so she's, she's putting her clothes away. Her, her closet's in the bathroom. So um, anyway, so they had, they had the Sauvignon Blanc, which again is another one that I don't think does super well in uh, Texas, but they pulled it off. It was really very good. Um, highly recommend. I would definitely check them out. If, if you, they're in, they, all of their stuff is high plains. They do have a tasting room down in Hill country, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really showcased high plains as kind of their, their place very high end. And then one of the guys who's giving us the tastings, um, it, for some reason he decided that I looked like the guy from psych, the white one, obviously <laughs> James, James Roday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, you know who you look like? And I was like, Iron Man, Dr. Strange, all the ones that I normally get. And yeah. he was like, no, the guy from psych. <laughs> like, okay. I like it. And then he, and then he spent like, I mean, we were, we were, we weren't super hammered, but actually Victoria was pretty hammered, but, uh, cause they also had mixed drinks there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, then he proceeded to chat with us for, for about 20 minutes about metal and psych. <laughs> so a really nice guy. Uh, so, it was a, a lot of fun. So like, it was like all stuff I would like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he was a super fun guy. Well, and I told him that I, I was like, Hey, my buddy Mason, he turned me on to psych and, uh, I, we watched this. I'm going to try to get Victoria to watch it. Cause he sold it to her pretty hard. And she was like, oh, actually, yeah. that does sound pretty good. So I watched got, the, I watched the third but, movie on the, the flight out to Texas. Oh yeah. I, I haven't yeah. seen any of the movies yet. He was telling me that, uh, they're really good. And one of them's cause I guess, uh, the head detective guy had a stroke mm-hmm. and one of them's kind of about him coming back from the stroke. Um, yeah, and that's I, supposed to be the, pretty cool. Yeah. The first movie, I think he had like when it was wrapping, he, that's when he had the stroke. Um, and then the second one and the third one, they like, I haven't seen the second one, but with the third one, like they, they still do a lot with him in it like in kind of not a lot with him but like referencing it so yeah yeah okay well i've got from that event one more pillars of hercules i'll I'll give that jerkules jerkules yeah and um it's really good it's from uh match matchbook wines and the reason i picked this i I had several and i may review more of them Mm -hmm. in future episodes but the reason i picked this is because it is a really interesting blend, and also it's not that far away from Michael David Winery, who does Freak Show, uh, and it's very similar to the Petit Petit. It's Petit Verdot, Petit Syrah, and then I'm going to butcher this one. It's an Italian grape called Terro Terro Dago, Terro Dago. So that's the blend. I thought it was interesting. I think maybe when we do next time we do like a grape info, maybe we'll pick Terrell Dago. I thought this was excellent. Um, if I make it back out to California, then it's definitely one that like I, I one of the wineries I'd like to visit. It's not in mm-hmm. Napa, but it's near Napa. It's um, close enough that it's yeah, no difference. It's like it's it's kind of between Napa and uh, Lodi, so uh, not as hot as the Michael David ones. Like it was less punchy, but a little bit better balance, I think. Um, mm-hmm. but still had a lot of that real strong grippy tannins. Um, 
really good, bold fruit flavor that you kind of expect from that part of California. And it's only $19 a bottle. So uh, if I can find it locally, I'm going to, I'm going to pick up a bottle and maybe I'll do a more thorough review of it because nice. you know, I was getting these tiny tastes of it like that. Uh, yeah. And I just kept going back. <laughs> and uh, that was pretty good. There's a lot well, of great breweries the- there. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna drink six of these. So why don't you just put yeah. in six worth right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just put just fill it all. Come back. Yeah. Uh, but toward the end of toward the end of it, because I kept going back to um, Ready Vineyards, they were just like filling up the glass all the way. They were like, wow, well, <laughs> and and they did it multiple times. But um, great food too. Everything everything was really good. What what I think is interesting, and I'm not sure how they would do this, but um, I think it would be neat if they did if there was like little signs that would say like get this beer or get this wine and then go over and get this food because they pair well together. I'm not really sure mm-hmm. how else they would do that. See, that might be too complicated, but they had that's, that's excellent things, brisket. Like, yeah. It's one of those things yeah. I think could easily be done, but yeah. it's somebody it's taking worth the it. initiative. Yeah. 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 No, I think, yeah. it, I think it's worth it, but like, I think that's one of the problems with a lot of those events is like somebody's got to take the initiative to go, be like, hey, what are you doing? And then like, hey, do you know any wineries that are coming? Oh yeah, we we grew a book. It's like, all right. Yeah, yeah. And I guess and then they would change it up. Uh, there, there was a lot of there was we, we didn't actually we went to the there like so the tasting part that we were at was is a separate from the rest of the venue. The rest of it's kind of like a fair where they have all sorts of like fair food. Um, but hmm. inside that tasting area, you got like just like at Taste in Hampton Roads, you get these little plates with like whatever yeah. it is that they're they had there i wrote down a bunch of places that um we want to try going to those restaurants because they had just really good little small portions really good barbecue from this one dude with the mexican name who i can't recall what does uh, or spanish name i guess but um <laughs> but he had this just really good like very juicy and uh like fatty brisket um mm-hmm. but no utensils to eat it so we had to like we had to like <laughs> bend the plate back and like it was kind of a weird uh, it was weird that they didn't have that, but, uh, but it was super popular. Everybody was, everybody was getting a, uh, was getting some of that brisket. And then the other one that I liked, um, there is one, a plate, I think one of these is in Norfolk, a Mesomaya. It may have been. Uh, it might've closed, but, uh, I don't know if they're related, but I really liked Mesomaya in, in the Ghent area. I went there mm-hmm. once in a while. Victoria didn't really like it cause she doesn't like that type of food, but, um, they had this habanero shrimp there that was really good. Uh, I made some of that. I, I copied their habanero shrimp recipe. And remember yeah. when your wife was chopping the pineapples? Yeah. And yeah, they were really <laughs> they spicy. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, and I, I felt so bad. I didn't realize that, yeah. uh, that he I. wasn't allowed to eat that. But um, yeah. But uh, they had a mezzo and they had these like little brisket talk, like flat tacos. So it was like a crunchy like a crunchy round tortilla. Luna Maya? What's that? Oh, maybe Luna, Luna Maya. This is Mezzo yeah. Maya. Yeah, yeah, it was Luna Maya. Yeah. You're right. This is Mezzo Maya. So I knew there was something Maya related. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was very good. There was also this other one that was like, um, it was like Korean beef uh, on mm-hmm. like lettuce with rice and then like in, then like wrapped up sort of like a spring roll, but like nice. uh, with lettuce, not with noodle. So um that was really good. So highly recommend it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I really think both of these wines that I talked about today, the the Pillars of Hercules by Matchbook and the Ready Vineyards uh, Cabernet Sauvignon Reserve, super good. 
highly recommend it to anybody who's interested. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's all I have to share. You got anything you wanted to? Uh, yeah. So review? I um, got out of work on Friday and was like, I want a beer and I want a cigar. And I said, no, we'll do that on Saturday. So I convinced the wife and daughter to go with me to Total <clears throat> Wine. Mm. So the Total Wine in Norfolk is like changing like ever okay. so slightly and, and you know it's the changing taste preferences but like their beer selection used to be like really easy to kind of follow the layout and the logic of it now it's much harder they had like a really big cider section now that's like really kind of shrunk down it's just like commercial commercial stuff is taking over those areas and that's like i mean like literally saw some dude wandering out with like a big like 12 pack bottle of Miller light. And it's like, Interesting. like, why would you buy this at total wine? Couldn't you get this at yeah. Kroger cheaper? Like just volume right. beers, whatever that, you know, to each their own. So my wife was like, Oh, I really want like to get that strong ale we got last time we went to total wine, but we went in Virginia beach and I was like, okay. And I was like, do you want any Riesling? And she's like, no, like I want to get that uh, strong ale, but she ended up getting a Shandy instead, which is fine. Okay. Um, yeah. Got my daughter. Which, like which a, Shandy did she get? Don't recall. Couldn't, I'll, I'll pull up that. I think it's okay. one you've shown me a link to before. Um, okay. Victoria was, really she, likes uh Scherfer Herfer. Scherfer it might Herfer be Herfer. like, okay. yeah, there's like Lincoln cool. Kugel yeah. or something oh, like that's, that. Yeah, that's, that's a popular that, one. Yeah. That's the one she was looking for. But this one, she was like, Oh, it's all by itself. And I was like, okay, whatever yeah. you want. Um, <laughs> right. So I saw two things that caught my eye. Eventually one was shiners, Tex hex desert oh, mirage, hazy IPA. Yeah. That's a good one. Well, there's, there, there's, there's, there's two, I, there's two. Yeah. There's two, yeah, there's two this, Tex hexes. Yeah, this is the new one, according to Will. Okay. So this one was a uh, Texas American IPA, 7%. Um, the Shiner Tex Heck Desert Mirage IPA is brewed with Idaho 7 hops that give it a tropical resinous profile with a medley of malt, wheat, and oats made this full-bodied and hazy. So the first, I did the unusual thing. I put both in the fridge, and I was like, okay. The two I'm going to have, I put it in the fridge, got a cigar. First sip, I was like, this is garbage. Really? Okay, wow. Yeah. But, and this is my, like Will had said, it was like, hey, it's kind of more like a rye. And yes. I wasn't looking for like a rye IPA. I was looking for, ultimately, I was looking for not an IPA, like, to be 100% honest, I was going there looking for like a Bach or a Quad or a Trapel, mm. something that was more classic beer than IPA. But like halfway through, I was like, no, no, this just has a rough start. You're also smoking a cigar. You know, th it's not. So, yeah, I mean, it was like it's an amberish beer. Like, you know, it tastes like a rye IPA. I don't think it's particularly amazing. But what I found really interesting about it was it was $7.99 for the six pack. And they're like not bad. alcohol beers. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
This is like drunk town beer, yeah. <laughs> like cost wise. Well, you know, Shiner, although a lot of times I get the Shiner because it's lower alcohol and they're cheap. The like mm-hmm. the, the Shiner's Ruby, Ruby Red or whatever mm-hmm. is like ni- it's like 99 calories and it's like three and a half percent or four percent or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I like I like that one. It's uh, a good like outdoor when it's hot drinking beer um, and it's cheap. Uh, and then they're just their plain old regular. Like I always, you know, I get a Shiner or a Yingling whenever I go to the sports bar just because it's mm-hmm. cheap and uh, they're good. They're they're fine. They're not like I wouldn't go out of my way. I think Shiner does has a lot of really interesting novelty beers. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take a look at, at this here. Oh, OK. I don't have I don't think I've seen this Shandy before. Yeah. And we'll put it in the notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, there, it's um, I, I, I I'm constantly impressed with shiner because i my initial impression of them was that they were kind of like the budweiser of texas sort of mm-hmm. like just not great but like all of their offerings are at least decent and yeah it it seems like they like because bach you know shiner's bach was the beer yeah. that we knew from out here so it was just mm-hmm. always to me seemed like oh it's just some low-end beer yeah but it seems like they actually try pretty hard yeah they do. Their, they, they, so. their standard their standard beer is fine and it's it's serviceable it's, it's like yingling it's I, I i would drink it would you know when we when we would go to uh the country club or whatever we yeah. would usually get a plain old lager or a plain old something and that's kind of what i sort of think of their like their their bach as is just sort of a good standard beer um but i think that like they've got their that Ruby, the Ruby one, um, I like that one a lot. They've got this campfire kit that they do, which is like a whole bunch of nut flavored beers. Mm-hmm. And those are really, really good, I think. Or I think they do a very good job on them. I wouldn't say they're really, really good, but I think they do well. <laughs> and I think both I think both these IPAs yeah. are good. Um, the only one that I don't like that they have is this is their Christmas one. That's like a it's a I, I get what they were trying for. It's just I don't like it. It's peach pecan. Yeah, we we got I got that one for like Ashley. It was the idea, and yeah, yeah, it just wasn't like yeah, didn't taste like peach. Didn't really taste like pecan. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, it was, so. it was weird. Now they did have the candied pecan one that I liked. Uh, huh. That was a little bit different. Um, I don't know. I don't know what season that one's for, but it's uh, mm-hmm. maybe for fall. I'm not sure, but they yeah they come out with these kind of interesting seasonals, and I think they did they did a good job with these. And it's also kind of as you pointed out. It's cheap. You can get you can get a six pack of those. Uh, well, the other one, the the uh, Bruja one. I don't know if I don't know for sure that I've had the one that you're talking about. But the well, other well one made the it Bru- sound like it Bruja. was pretty new. So okay, like but it's it's it, at at Kroger. Yeah. It's like it's like seven dollars or six dollars or something like that. So it's yeah. You can get you can get it for next. Well, I wouldn't say next to nothing, but for when you're comparing other beers, Com- especially for the alcohol level. Yeah, considering inflation and everything that's going on, yeah, you can get yeah. it pretty, <laughs> yeah, pretty cheap. So, yeah, like, and then I got a four pack of this other thing. So uh-huh. when Ashley and I went to Prague for our honeymoon, as one of the ones like our your former direct boss and one of my coworkers uh, was like telling us about that a beer oh, that he had, Kozel. Yeah, yeah, Kozel, which yeah, that was his. That's his like favorite beer of all time <laughs> yeah so like i drink nothing but kozel while we were there 
And okay. to my day, like I should have tried other stuff, but like I drink only like Colzel. So I saw like a beer that was labeled on the little total wine placard as supposedly being like a Czech style lager. And okay. I was like, maybe it'll be like Gozel. So I bought it. And then like when I got it home, I'm pretty sure like on the can, it says like Italian style. And I was oh, like, what? <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um, so it's one of those ones where I was like, okay, I've got to, I've still got to try that one. So I think if I don't, like I, I I intend to review that one whose name I don't even know off the top of my head at the moment on next okay. episode. So, okay. Yeah. Let, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that then sounds like it's a great place for us to put a pin in it. We're going to try to keep these episodes under 40 minutes going forward and yeah. do a little bit more what the show is about focused. Um, maybe we'll throw <laughs> out whenever we want to talk about Childerberg extensively, maybe we'll do a, a bonus episode or something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, let's, uh, let's get back to basics and talk about alcohol and, what, how much government's in your drink. So Exactly. All right. Well, then I guess uh, everybody stay free. Stay free.